The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. Someone told me the other day that who was visiting here that they had just spoken to someone else who knew nothing about Medjugorje. And she said that this other woman told her, she says, I don't know why, but I feel I'm supposed to start growing and canning. What makes people motivated to say such a thing, first of all, to people that didn't bring up that topic? Why do they feel that? God never does things or take actions without the promptings in the hearts of his people. And even people who don't know him, they can hear that in those promptings. The prophets came and warned the people. But even those who wasn't the prophets could have already heard the same message. Maybe not the details or the specifics, but they knew it. We got a pet squirrel here at Caritas and has started to be more anxious and start building its own nest, beefing it up for the winter. It's a sign that winter's coming and the seasons come and go. And winter with its harshness comes against you. Spring with its comfort is welcomed by man. 
man's not ready, and our lady comes to us and says, be ready. Be ready for what? Just spiritual things? We physically live here on this earth. We have to go through this life as a test to see where we'll spend eternity. So what is of this life is important. What we do, how we do it, carries a great significance for all eternity. So don't have the false notion. You don't have to be concerned about this life and or as Matthew 6 just said, don't worry about the Heavenly Father. Um, or say what we're to eat, what we're to be clothed with. Heavenly Father will feed you. That's true, but don't get this misnomer that you're not to work for that. Matthew 6 is about being dependent on God and not man. It's not saying to do nothing. There was two girls once, Candy Medjugorje, young women in their 20s, who went there and did nothing, depending on everybody else to feed them and do what they needed to do. Because they took this verse, birds of the air, God closed them, but that bird better get out of that nest at daybreak and go dig in that ground, scratch it, and search for the next toe when he doesn't find something until he laboriously finds the worm God provided. That's what it means. And work is good. And when I was a kid in grammar school, the nuns always used to say, work is holy. Because the church teaches us this. Jesus taught that. He didn't lay around on the stone chair he had, I guess, or couch, whatever they had back then, and tell Mary, I don't want to do anything. You know, I got my mission when I'm 30 years old. It's going to be tough three years. I'm just going to relax. Like you have a lot of youth doing that now in their 20s. Doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, he worked from a young child to please his mother in Joseph's carpenter shop. You can deduct that from reason. And labored next to Joseph as a carpenter. And they were agrarian. They grew their food. They had things. They may have traded things. But they live in the agrarian life. So are you ready? We tend to believe in the false confidence that we're blinded by that our food supply is going to be there at the store and it's stable. Our food supply is in a perilous situation because we're in a perilous situation. If you don't see it, why not? Are you off to too many leisures, too much sports, too much entertainment? Seeking of self, seeking what you want. As a squirrel which would be playing in the trees all day long, sunning itself by his watering hole, while all the other squirrels are working, burying their acorns, building the nest. And what would that squirrel do who's fallen into leisure, blinded by it, do when winter comes? He'll do a one of three things. He'll beg. Or number two, he'll steal, become a thief from others. Or he'll starve to death. Is he going to starve to death? He won't choose that. Before he starves, he'll fight that. He'll fight it by begging or stealing. 
We've got a cultural culture that's immoral. I was just told yesterday about <clears throat> where there's certain areas in the United States where the youth are just texting each other and raiding it. Literally raiding, going and robbing and thieving and stealing for everything. They come in, one was 11-year-old, that young. They had over 100 of them come and converge in an area of a town. I, I, they didn't know where it was, but who was telling me about this. And this is the phenomenon that's growing. And they're not hungry, people. They're not starving. This happened somewhere else, just recently. Same way. They just converge on area, a lot of people. It's not gangs. Just they flood the place. Police can't even answer 100 calls at that one moment. And they do it through their cell phones. Kind of scary, isn't it? Kind of frightening. That our lady says, for the one who fasts, the one who, who, who prays is not afraid of evil, not afraid of the future. Why did she say these things? Why is she saying, be ready? And why are so many people not listening, but they still feel something's not right? Laying by the water hole, sunning themselves. Looking for the next pleasure. What are we going to do this weekend? What are we going to do this Saturday? The most valuable day for a Saturday, I mean, for a family to be advancing themselves and canning and doing whatever they need to be doing. Wholesome life, wholesome way of life. Not even, you don't have to grow it. You can go to the, the, the farmer's market and get these things. And there's satisfaction in doing that. People love to see the cans and the jars on their shelves. I said last week, I think I talked about it, after I was up for the winter. I passed that, and I pray when I pass it, how many wonderful rosaries will we be saying through that wood burning this winter in the fireplace? How much joy will we have and experience reading a book there when the winter works here and we, days, our days are shorter? Life. Are you doing... What Our Lady asks, are you building the messages into your life? Does it even matter if it doesn't? Oh, Our Lady just told us a couple of days ago something very, very big. Our messages we've been getting from monthly messages and other messages are directly for individual guidance. Yes, it's for the world, and I speak from that standpoint. But do we ever have a biblical message, something straight out of the... uh, out of the Bible, something on the level of Moses leading the people out of Egypt, or rather, uh, uh, into Israel, out of the desert, rather, I'm sorry. What do we see that? How often do we hear that from Our Lady? In Revelations, it says, I noticed that one of the beast's heads seemed to have been mortally wounded. In wonderment, the whole world had followed the beast. When men worshipped the dragon, forgiven his authority to the beast. And also worshipped the beast. Who can compare with the beast or come forward to fight against it? Who can fight against it? Our lady just tells us, as individuals, my children, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and destroy it. Revelation says, who can compare or who can come forward to stop it or come forward to, against it? 
Fight against it. Are you listening? Are you comprehending? This message, August 2nd, was biblical. Straight out of the Bible. It forced all men, small and great, rich and poor, slave and free, to accept a stamped image on their right hand or their forehead. Moreover, it did not allow man to buy or sell anything unless he was first marked with the same name or with the name of the beast or with the number that stood for its name. A certain wisdom is needed here. A little ingenuity. Anyone can calculate the number of the beast. Are they trying to say, children, use a little ingenuity. My children, because she says before this remarkable message, I call you to gather into God's family and to be strengthened with the Father's strength. As individuals, my children, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and destroy it. This is the Antichrist. This is what I was talking about. But you say, this is not the time of the Antichrist. It doesn't matter whether it's time or it is the time or not the time. The fact of the matter is the infrastructure exists for the Antichrist to begin to rule. It is set up, people. It is ready to go. And as our lady says, you cannot fight this individually. And Revelation says, who can come forward to fight against it? Nobody. Only God's will, because the lady adds, but according to God's will, all together with my son, you can change everything and heal the world. So our lady come to disrupt the reign of the Antichrist for our time. I noticed that one of the great beasts seemed to have a mortal wound. Our lady's come to crush his head in this our time, in this her time. Can you believe this? Can you believe you're hearing what I'm telling you? If you can't, you have to deny the facts. We're talking about Bible. We're talking like our ladies talking about the Bible like never before. This is it. Someone told me yesterday that they didn't understand 30 years of apparitions until they saw this message. That was a writing I wrote back in April, March, April. And it talks about the Antichrist system is here. And our ladies come here to, to destroy it. And that it will rise again somewhere in the future. And just as Babel was destroyed because man had advanced beyond what God's timing was, so too the infrastructure where Satan can rule the world, where you can't buy nor sell anything, it's not time for that. Can it happen? You better believe it can happen. And it's here. Because it's our lady who says, much of what will happen depends on you. It's up to us with Jesus, with his will, according to God's will, all together with my son, you can change everything and heal the world. We can come into a beautiful time, just like John Paul said, and use the power of good for a flourishing world. Or we're at the crossroads, he said, where it will be destroyed. That was when he consecrated the next millennium to Our Lady. And she's come. She's got the approval of the church. 
what the church declares on earth is declared in heaven. She's got the approval of God the Father who inspired this with John Paul. She's got the people, the apostles, who's supposed to follow, and it depends on us if we do so, like Nineveh, or if we don't do so, well, then like Sodom. It is here. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what else to say to you to be ready, to understand the times in which we live. Our Lady said those words, quote, Look at the signs of the times. Look all around you. It is here. This is biblical. It's a biblical time. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know how else to beg you, plead with you. I've never regretted giving up my company, my business, my life, everything. I I never regretted it because I saw something much bigger than that, much higher, much better. And you think you're going to have to give something up? I went through that period. The community went through the period. The people who moved here went through that period. They thought they were giving up something because at first we do. Conversion is that way. I have to give this up. I have to give this up. I can't do this. I can't have my Saturdays the way I wanted to. But the harshness of digging those holes, planting those seeds, giving these things up, grows into a tree that starts producing beautiful, beautiful fruit. And a lot of people are envious of us. They want to be where we are. Well, you can get there through sweat, tears, struggles, trials. These things give birth to that. But the payoff is big. The payoff is profound. The payoff is something you can't even imagine how things can turn out into a beautiful way of life. Oh, it's bitter. Our Lady promised that. But it offers every goodness of life. The sweetness of life. We have in our studio here tea for our show. And they just brought in honey that was harvested yesterday. And I'm not biased because it came from here in our grounds, but it's the best honey I've ever tasted. Maybe your honey is going to be just as good. And maybe you'll say the same thing. But it means something when you see God bring the rain, grow the flowers, See the sunshine. See the storms come through. See the bees. It's life. It's the essence of life. And we've lost that because we don't know who we're people. We've lost God. So we don't know ourselves anymore. Today I call you to be born anew in prayer and through the Holy Spirit to become a new people with my Son. A people who knows that if they have lost God, they've lost themselves. A people who knows that with God, despite all the suffering and trials, they are secure and saved. Do you want to be saved? Do you want to be secure? Forget your stupid Saturdays. Forget what you do in nothing. Change your life now. Don't wait. Don't be there that you're going to force to be a thief or beg. And none of you are going to want to starve. I can't say the details, but these are the perimeters. You fill in the blanks. As somebody who's not believing or don't know anything about Medjugorje is saying, I feel I need to be canning. I feel I need to be doing that. 
then you've got the natural urge of nature what the squirrel has. God's not going to abandon us and leave us without the thoughts and the promptings. It's there and they're real and they're alive. So, I didn't know I was going to go this long in this, but Joan, you've got a reading. I don't know if it relates to this at all. Does it? Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll let you go this and we'll is, go from there. This is from Archbishop Fulton Sheen, who wrote this probably in the 1950s, and it's pretty prophetic in the time that we're living in right now, especially in regards to this last message. He says, Our blessed Lord once chided men for not understanding the times in which they lived, as the Pharisees and Sadducees came and put him to the test, asking him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, When evening comes, you say, It is fair weather, the sky is red, or at sunrise, there will be a storm today, the sky is red and lowering. You know then how to read the face of heaven. Can you not read the signs of appointed times? One reason why many do not understand the times in which they live is because they are so much immersed in the succession of events. Judging today by yesterday and tomorrow by today, they completely lack a standard by which the times may be evaluated. When the hand is too close to the eye, the latter cannot see the distant horizon. When minds are too close to events, they cannot understand their meaning. As a clock must be set by a standard of time outside the clock itself, as cloth must be measured by a ruler outside of the cloth, so man must judge his times by other standards than the political and the economic in which he lives. One day this great patriot looked over the city and civilization in which he lived. Foreseeing the doom it was about to bring upon itself, he wept tears of sorrow. Ah, if you, too, could understand above all in this day that is granted you the ways that can bring you peace. As it is, they are hidden from your sight. The days will come upon you when your enemies will fence you round about and encircle you and press you hard on every side and bring down in ruin both you and your children that are in you, not leaving one stone upon another. And all because you did not recognize the time of my visiting you. According to this statement, every civilization has three moments. One, a time of privilege, in which there is a visitation of God's grace. Two, a time of blindness, when truths begin to be hidden from sight. Three, a time of judgment, when what the evil men do produces heinous effects. Western civilization had its time of visitation, When enriched by the great Christian tradition, stones began crying out in Gothic cathedrals. Education disciplined the mind until it was ready to produce the beginnings of modern science. And law developed the doctrine of the inviolability and eternal worth of human personality. The time of national blindness came at the end of World War II. During that war, there were three evil philosophies of communism, Nazism, and fascism. The only difference between the three was the difference between murder, killing, and taking a life. All three were alike in the destruction of human personality. The difference was the way in which personality was destroyed. Communism absorbed a man into the class, Nazism into the race, and fascism into the state. Visitation, blindness, and finally, judgment. Judgment does not mean that God strikes us in wrath. It is rather that he allows us to punish ourselves 
for our own misdeeds. He made nature a certain way. When we disobey nature's laws, we suffer the consequences. These consequences are the registering of judgment. Nature is on God's side, not ours. An unhealthy condition for man and society arises when man neglects that which is perfection and happiness and goes down to what is below him in dignity, such as nature, material values, or crass materialism. When man descends to the level of the material and identifies his goal of life with it, nature rebels against him. A visitor to a famous museum, after looking at the masterpieces of painting for an hour, became exasperated and said to the guide, There is not a thing in here worth looking at. Too many Madonnas. Too many pictures of Christ. The guide answered, Sir, these pictures are not on trial. You are. A civilization in like manner that rejects the divine, chooses material values as the final goal of life, does not put theology or right reason on trial. It puts itself on trial. It is already judged. Okay, you just saw the Holy Spirit. You just witnessed what our lady's been telling us. Joan didn't know what I was going to say. I didn't know what I was going to say before the show started. It's impromptu. I had 10 minutes planning. Joan read something that she didn't know what I was saying or what she was going to read. I had no idea. And you see, it sounds like we did research for it. Our lady tells us on the second of the month to become a new people. Rather, to be born anew in prayer and through the Holy Spirit. If you want it, you can get it. You just witnessed it. These words are from the Holy Spirit. What message has the Holy Spirit got for you in your circumstances and details that Joan doesn't know about, I don't know about, but God does, that you need to learn from what's been said now? It's profound what was just said. It's profound what Elias said on the second a few days ago. It's profound what Revelation says and that we're in this. We're really in it. And I believe with all my heart, even prophetically, that I is here to interrupt this. And that if we do what she asks, she'll succeed through us with Jesus. According to God's will, all together with my son, you can change everything and heal the world. We're in a glorious, glorious moment at the beginnings of our eternity because it starts here. We're in the womb, the world is. When we die, we're born. And we're going to either be deformed and that a physical manifest in the grotesqueness of what we'll look like in hell or radiate into a beautiful, healthy soul for eternity in heaven. You have to decide. So, the purpose of Medianomics is not to go and say, okay, well, I've got to get my money. I've got to go do these things. I've got to save myself through the material things. But how do you do those things, which are necessities of life, and yet still keep in accord with seeking God's kingdom first and His righteousness? It's the reason we struck the miraculous metal Medjugorje around. That you transfer what you have into something that can be used for conversion. 
We interviewed a guy yesterday who was on ICU who was dying. All his vital signs, he was going to die. He had an infection. They tried to stop the infection. They cut his leg. They had to go higher on the leg. His sister comes in with a miraculous medal, measure around, lays it on his chest. All the vital signs are going downhill. That He's in convulsions for death. And immediately, immediately the vital signs start going up. They say his recovery is going to take just even changing from that week and he instantly changed things. And we're hearing many stories like this. You've got to put food on the table. You've got to survive. You've got to buy your land. Whatever you're going to do. But why would you not want when that is dispensed to buy that land that somebody has these rounds out there with the miraculous metal on it, graced by that, spread Medjugorje at the same time. That's pursuing God's kingdom first with what you have for a noble purpose. Use the material good, the temporal good, to advance God's kingdom. And it still serves you too. It's how God provides for you. We're in for profound moments calling for profound projects. That works. And the guy was here yesterday with his amputated leg. This is not a lie. We didn't make this up. They came to us. So the first thing, the first step to this, to be it ready, is prayer, is the spiritual, change the direction of life, live the commandments, and then your physical side, seeking God's kingdom first, is turn what you have into that miraculous metal measure around. And when you need it and you disperse it, whose hands will it end up? Will it end up on somebody's chest that cures them at the hospital? Will it end up in something much more serious and a gang member or an atheist? And bring their conversion? Serious times demand serious answers and serious actions. Frank, I know you've been holding for a while and we're a little bit toward the end of the show, actually. Uh, and uh, I know you, you've got the dispensing of the rounds as a ministry that we set this up in the beginning days. Uh, it's been very successful. You got anything you want to add to this? Yeah. Also, as a uh uh, some people are asking me, uh, again, um, that I haven't sufficiently answered the question to, to why we're saying something contrary to uh, financial advisors, mainstream financial advisors. And if I could just briefly, um, I'd like to repeat what I said last week, but you can easily uh, download that show and listen to that show, because uh, the profoundness of, of what's being said here, the fact that the Dow made a record drop, on May 6th with a flash crash, uh, and the show was named It Ain't Gonna Happen, is very profound. The Holy Spirit is testifying to what is being said and what is being written in the book. It ain't gonna happen. You must read that, and you must understand the source of this information. And Our Lady leading us to unity underneath our shepherds, those that are teaching the truth of the Good Shepherd. And so, but just, just physically... I want people to understand that if you if you did what we were saying on the show a month ago and bought the miraculous metal silver round, your silver would be up twenty percent, 
and the S&P is down 10% in that time. Even if you had a 401k or an IRA and converted that, most people's tax bracket and penalty would be paid if they put that in. The, and it's not due until April 15th of 2012. They could they could cash out their tax bracket right now, and they'd have net more than they did uh, gross. So th- this is what we're saying. Physically, I can tell you how I can say that. If it comes to anything that's paper-denominated, when they create more paper, raise the debt ceiling, that means that everything that's real is going to go up in terms of paper. So when oil goes up, companies' earnings go down because it's more expensive to get those goods and services out. When oil goes up, people's spending goes down. Discretionary spending is gone because gasoline costs more. So if you think the the price-to-earning ratio is low for the average company, the S&P, if the earnings go down, the price-to-earning ratio goes up. This is, and, and this is the, the small part. The big part is, in a fiat money system, all markets are manipulated. And where the stocks are being manipulated to the upside with leverage to make it look favorable to put your money in there, where it can easily be taken from you, silver's being manipulated the other way to the downside, where hundreds of ounces are being sold, possibly, to every one ounce that exists. And... This is completely supernatural that people aren't seeing this. It's completely supernatural to provide you, our lady's children, with an opportunity to do something now that is going to be profound in the future. And that's to promote the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary that that our lady told us that God wanted since Fatima. And our lady is showing us today that She's hidden, like silver is hidden. Very few people understand the glory that's going to be revealed in Our Lady and the glory that will be revealed through those listening to what a friend of Medjugorje is telling you in his writings and in his teaching. How did they get hold of you, Frank? Um, the toll-free number is 877-936-7686. Uh, you can also contact us through email at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. We have uh, information on our website at globalsilverinvestors.com. And I'll repeat the number. The toll-free number is 877-936-7686. We'd also like, before signing off today, to let everyone know that a friend of Medjugorje will be in Houston, Texas, August the 12th and 13th. And uh, to speak further about what's going on today as you can tell he feels very passionate and has a very strong desire to uh, be reaching people with with the message so we are setting up uh, further talks uh, stay tuned to medj.com with additional information when we when these other talks are scheduled this is in houston texas in the woodlands and near sugarland uh, texas you can find the information on our homepage um, underneath the, the name of that title and Frank brought up a good point, and the answer is real simple, too, of what he explained was good. But the, the biblical answer is a certain wisdom is needed here, according to Revelation. With a little ingenuity. And you go one verse above that. Moreover, it did not allow a man to buy or sell anything unless he was first marked. And so John Paul, or rather Pope Benedict, just talked about, we quoted a couple of shows ago, the foods become a speculative thing, a thing to make money on. 
a market. When you hear about people farming, what they talk about is how much money they can make. Or we could do this. Even people come here often and say, oh, you could do this. You could sell this to make money. This is completely contrary to what God's showing us, Our Lady. We're not in it to make money. We're in it to eat. Which is more important? There's a lot to chew on that Ali has given to us, a lot to think about. And so it is that uh, you really need to be doing everything you can to spread Our Lady's words, her messages, first to yourself and then to the others. Spread this program. Until next time, we wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.